The Weekly Dish podcast is presented by Common Ground Minnesota. Food and farming conversations from Minnesota women in agriculture. Learn more at commongroundminnesota.com or follow them on Instagram at commongroundminn. Hey, everybody, it's Steph March for Common Ground Minnesota. Listen, food brings out the passion in people, so let's talk about food together. Common Ground Minnesota is an online resource for you to do that, and it's 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 run by volunteer women farmers from Minnesota of all walks. We're talking big farms, small farms. We're talking dairy. We're talking produce. These women in agriculture are growing and raising the food that we all eat. We love to have a chat with them about what it, what it means to be sustainable and what does it mean when they're using pesticides and why are they doing it. All of this is available at Common Ground Minnesota website. It's commongroundminnesota.com. And then on that new website, you guys, there are videos, there's you know FAQs, there's topics, there's a great blog, all sorts of things, and recipes. And farm dogs, too, by the way. So there you go. Commongroundminnesota.com is your great resource for everything food and families and farms. Don't forget, check them out on Instagram at commongroundminn. One time is it. Good morning. What, what? Does that remind you of anything? I don't know. Like when food was up? Oh. Can you stop? <laughs> Sorry. I know that was a little bit That was like so right away, too. That was like Maida. right away. Uh, Maida, who did our beautiful new theme song that we're very excited about. Yeah, it's, it's definitely an earworm. We've heard from lots of you guys. I've had texts from friends being like, in the middle of the week, for no what reason whatsoever, is, they are cool. singing the theme song, so... It's yeah, cool. That is uh, producer Grant, who's hey, filling Grant. in the next couple weeks. Hey, Steph. Hey, Steph. Our full-time gal, whose name is escaping me, Rachel. but she's right there. Rachel. Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Waving. Welcome to the party, Rachel. Yes. Uh, I did ask Grant yesterday about Rachel, and he was saying she is really on it, and she's really excited. And I was like, but does she like food? Because <laughs> that's always helpful. She does. Okay, she good. She can't yuck our yum, is what we're saying. That's right. Don't I mean, yuck. I yum. Don't yuck. Yuck. But I don't know anybody who could sit through this show and not be hungry is my point. So maybe we need to warn you all, like, you need to maybe pack a snack, you know? And we have so much good snack talk today. And just talk. (laughs) We have salted (laughs) nut roll talk. I mean, honestly. I I was thinking about the salted nut roll, just in general, is one of my favorite foods. And I don't eat it because I'm not like the person that buys candy at a grocery store or... I sometimes buy candy at a convenience store, but rarely. I just, I try not to eat candy for whatever reason. But if I'm going to eat candy, it's going to be the nut roll. Interesting. That's yeah. not, I, uh, yeah, I think I go for like either a toffee or a caramel chocolate situation if I'm going to like completely buy something yeah. off the, or, or I like, yeah, like a Twix. Like I would grab a Twix. Okay. Like at and the I Target love a Twix. Aisle, if I was like in some crazy space. Yeah. I haven't bought a Twix in so long, but I love it. Like, that's weird. Yeah. Why am I like abolishing candy? 
Well, I don't, I don't, I mean, I guess because it's it's dangerous. I don't know. Um, (laughs) I have weird rules. Like I'll have that fourth beer, no problem. That makes me feel like I ate (laughs) half a donut. Right. That's true. That's true. Um, Hey, I did put up on the Facebook page, you guys, the question, because, you know, here's the weather report. She's a hot one. It's so <laughs> She's a hot one glorious. out there today, you guys. You love it, don't you? I do. I, and I, the Golden Valley house, it it's cool. Like, I slept in my base. I didn't have the air conditioner on this whole time. I slept in the basement last night. It was cool. I slept, I didn't sleep upstairs because yeah, it was I hot was in my say. room. And Kurt's traveling. But, yeah, it was great. Um. Okay, but it's it's hot. <laughs> but I like it. You're and are you going to be outside today? Or are you? I not? was outside yesterday gardening, gardening, and when I'd go out to move the sprinkler, I'd get wet, and it was like, oh, this, oh, is, this summer. is okay. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit less like it's so hot in my house, and and yes, I'm still in the old house, and I'm moving to this new house. I'm in the old house where I have a window unit and like two window units, and that's okay. what's supposed to take care of the total upper floor. Spoiler alert, it does not. And then uh, the new house I have, I walked in there yesterday to meet the internet guys, and I was like, bing, bing, bing. I just I just started Central Air, and I was like, I haven't had that in 20 years, I feel like. Okay, that's amazing. And that is the first, that was like, okay, I can. that's a very amazing thing that it's just I'm automatically five minutes later, it's cool. And like I said, that you got an internet guy to come to your house. Also amazing. Also amazing. I know, I was winning yesterday, seriously. <laughs> well, you're not a mover. Once you move, out. they don't. Sorry, they're like, eh, yeah, you're but here's, your here's the deal. On the Weekly Dish Facebook page, I put up a question because I thought about the ice cream trucks, right? I mean, like, that would be like if you're out gardening and you're doing stuff and you hear, like, the little jingle in the corner of your mind and you're, like, you stop and you go, was that real? Is there an ice cream truck in the area? And uh, there was a great grid, that photo that I found that says, what are you ordering from the ice cream truck? And is it, like, the sponge bar, bar the Choco Taco, the snow cone? The multi-rainbow pride snow cone? The one that looks uh, yeah. like a pride for it does. It looks like a pride parade. Yeah. Uh, the firecracker, which one was named the bomb pop when we were kids, I guess is yeah, not allowed it's still to be the, the bomb pop. You call it the firecracker. Okay, in this they don't want to promote bombs. I with guess. kids. Uh, yeah, Makes with sense. kids, kids and bombs. <laughs> you know, a hazard. Uh, ice cream sandwich, creamsicle drumstick, all of that. And so, I just want you guys to go over there and tag yourself. That's a good question. I know. What What is it that you would be dreaming of from a a food truck a, a, or an ice cream truck? Okay, like all my food question answers, it's layered. If I'm having like that total moment of just shame and just like gonna eat it in my car alone and hide the wrapper yeah i'm gonna eat the choco taco okay i have no i don't think i've ever had a choco they're pretty good but they're just like gratuitous if i'm gonna be like walking down like at a festival and walking outside i'm gonna go for the pride rainbow snow cone yeah and if i'm just like going to convenience store route and i'm in the car with kurt and we're driving and we just feel like a treat i'm gonna go um drumstick okay there's a lot of people who have the same kind of thing with you they're like well you know, Choco Taco is a classic, but I also love a simple ice cream Sammy, says Julie. And uh, as a kid, Kristen says, as a kid, a fudge pop. As an adult, I'd probably choose a chip witch. So there's a oh, lot yeah. of, you know a what I mean? Witch. Like, mm-hmm. definitely, you know, different feelings for this. I think it's funny. And those Thelma's ice cream sandwiches that you can get in grocery stores around, and they have a truck too, those are legit. 
Oh, those were at the state fair. They're two real years ago. good. Yep. The ice cream sandwich is kind of having a like a little special moment. I feel like it's great. Handheld, two cookies, little ice cream in the middle. It's a little bit hard though. Let's be honest. Like you take that first bite, unless those cookies are soft, like super soft. You take that first bite, and and if it's then it squeezes out the back sometimes. Well, it's got to be the exact right temperature. This is true. This is what bugs me. Is like I don't have that ability to like either wait or for <laughs> it to be, you know, kind of like or to kind of take it slowly. Yeah, I don't have that. So that's the that's the Facebook question is the is the ice cream situation. It's a good question. Yeah. Um so how are you feeling about let's just get to the big question. How are you feeling about like not wearing masks and being out in the world? Um I'm mixed. Yeah. I'm I had a great dinner this week at Jones in the Park yeah. with multiple courses and wine pairings and just like the olden days. Yep. And I just felt amazing. Uh-huh. I've gone into some grocery stores with masks and then I look around and no one else has masks on. And then I think, oh, am I saying something by wearing a mask? Because I'm just trying to do the right thing here. And there are a lot of like young people that haven't been vaccinated yet that are like teenagers. Yeah. And I feel kind of like for them, maybe we should still be helping them out till they can get there. And then Kurt was like, why are you wearing a mask? You look like a weirdo. Nobody else is wearing masks now. And then the Minneapolis and St. Paul rescinded their mask mandate, and I was happy about that. It's all interesting. Yeah. Well, there's, and there are still places, even though the mandates are gone, I will tell you there are still places. I went into Xfinity, and you are required to wear a mask. They're all wearing masks. And so I, it was a moment of like, I had to go and stop and be like, oh, I got to go back to my car and grab one because I, I thought yeah. I had one in my purse and I don't. And, you know, there's a guy in front of me who was doing the exact same thing, but he was angry. <laughs> and there I are was a like, lot of angry people. And I was like, I'm not angry. Like, I am so free most of the time that finding a mask and putting it on again is not a big deal to me. I just, and I don't understand the deal. anger per se. Like, I know the airlines are just having a heck of a time yeah. because people are just getting belligerent. And yeah. I don't understand the anger. I really don't. I so. think it's just pent up frustration. I think it's yeah. been a long year and of being told this, that, the next, and and just feelings have gotten you know kind of squinchied all up in the mix. And it's just the, it's getting used to things, and it's hard thing of when you feel like okay, now finally I'm free of this annoying thing, and then someone's like, but by the way, and and you know the idea is like. Whatever it is, you know, I don't mind it. I don't mind going into a store and finding out that I have to put it on. That's fine. It's really interesting to be going out in the world. And the one place that you go has a very, they have a mask policy. They have a reservation policy. They've got a QR code. You don't go walking around. You have to ask your server for this, that, and the other thing. And then the next place, literally next door, yeah, like, is like is, playing bingo. Yeah. And the bar, you're standing at the bar and you're ordering just like the old days. And she says, hey, do you want a to-go cup? Like it was, I was in Anoka, which, you know, okay. But it was literally like night and day right next door. And I would say that I am happy for that because let's take Red Wagon Pizza, for example, because Red Wagon Pizza has just opened up for the first time indoors after being closed the entire time. And they have said, we want you to wear a mask when you walk in and you can take it off when you sit down. But if you're going to walk around or interact with people, we want you to wear a mask. They're sticking to the reservations. They're going 90 minutes only. You know, they're they're basically for the first time, but they've never been they haven't been open. A lot of places that have been open have been phasing, you know, towards this total open. But they never have. And so in a weird way, they're just in that first phase that a lot of people have been doing before. And it's it's mostly for their staff. So I get it. But what I love is like now you can choose that. And there are people who are not comfortable also reentering. So that's going to be their soft spot. 
for for me, I don't want that. And so I'm going to go somewhere else. And that's okay, too. There are places for me, too. And there are people that still are not vaccinated. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's, to me, at this point, if you're under Tom a certain Cruise. age, that's your choice. And then you're the one who has to then change your life now for that. Not me anymore. For you. <laughs> yeah, we've done that. Yeah, we did that for a year. So, I, so I'm happy about that. And I do want to talk about that things have changed and we do have to rejigger some thoughts. And we're going to talk about that next. Okay. We've got a great show. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Weekly Dish presented by our friends at Hornitos. Hello, dishers. Are you worried about selling your home because you don't know where you'll go once your home sells? Are you waiting to sell until there are more homes on the market? I'm Stephanie Hansen, and I certainly thought about these things when we sold our townhome last fall and bought a single-family home in Golden Valley. I worked with Carrie Augst and Sue Durfee from Lakes Area Realty because I knew where I wanted to live, and I needed an experienced realtor that had a large network to find houses that weren't listed to the public yet. No matter where you want to be, homes are moving so fast, you really need agents that are plugged into the market. And Carrie Augst and Sue Durfee have a wide network that helps them find you a house that sometimes isn't even on the market yet. We were the first people in the house we ended up buying and we made the first offer because Carrie and Sue were on it. One of the things I loved about working with them was they came into our townhome and told us what to paint, whether or not we needed to replace our appliances, what furniture to stage, and when that open house came, they brought flowers and a fruit bowl, just those little touches that make your home feel really cared for and ready for the next buyer. Ask Carrie Augst and Sue Durfee for the hot dish special. They are offering this only to weekly dish listeners. So call Carrie and Sue at CarrieandSue.com at Lakes Area Realty. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. We are so excited that you are joining us. I'm Stephanie March. Stephanie Hansen. You're Stephanie Hansen, if we didn't say before. Stephanie's Dish. You're the food editor of Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. You know all the so things. We haven't said that in a long time. We you're haven't a big said deal. that in a long time. I am kind of a big yeah. deal. Yeah. Not really. Um, listen, so you had people up at your cabin this weekend. Mm-hmm. And you had a gathering. 13. Yeah. And I have heard from a couple other people... <laughs> Uh, that, you know, everyone's sort of celebrating and they want to come back together. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we talk a lot about the uh, the restaurant industry and about how this, you know, the nuances of changing of like little weird turns and twists that have to happen in order to accommodate, you know, the labor shortage, yep. safety protocols, guest complaints, all of it is this moving dynamic, right? But what's interesting is you're, you and I had a quick chat about what it was like to have 13 people over again. And then two other people I talked to had Memorial Day weekend things and were like, wow. I'm out of practice. It was exhausting. <laughs> and like in a good way, but also in a way when, and I love, these were my family people, okay? These right. were my people. Casey and Lori came, Sarah and Bill came, my sister. These are my people. Yeah. When they left on Monday, Kurt and I just like collectively sighed and we ate leftovers and we barely spoke. Yeah. We were so talked so out. So talked out. And everybody else just wanted to talk. Like, Everybody just wants to talk, 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 yeah, talk, talk, talk. Everybody's got all, and I'm just like, and and you meet random strangers, and all they are doing is talking, and friends you haven't seen for a while. Oh my god! I had breakfast with a woman who I love. She talked nonstop for an hour. Yeah. And as I was about to leave, she goes, "Oh my gosh, we didn't even get a chance to talk about you. We need to have another event." And I was just like, "You're like, I'm running." I was away. in shock. Yeah. No, I, I ran, was mute. I ran to uh, I I went to happy hour with uh, my friend Elisa and her daughter Flory, and we were at uh, a brewery. We're at Bajos Brew Labs and getting a new burger from um, Animales, and we're sitting there, and we ran into a, a guy who I haven't seen in like probably definitely over a year, 
And I was realizing that all of a sudden I, I looked at Elise and I'm like, I'm sorry, we haven't actually talked together because I've been talking to this guy, you know? And it was like, we ran out of time because everyone is just like, yeah. Re- and the bump, like the bump in, like I bumped into so-and-so and I bumped into so-and-so. And then that takes me 20 minutes because I want to reconnect and catch up and all this stuff. And I'm just saying we kind of have to re-jigger and rethink, just like we have to be aware. I think we have to keep aware of what all of this is like, especially when you are having people over for gatherings. Well, and my sister was like, okay, I know you're working on this cookbook, but is this what it's going to be like with you all summer where you're just obsessed with what it is you're cooking and then the photography of the cooking? And I was like, I don't know. Did yeah, I seem I obsessed? And she was like, yes. And I go, well, okay. Talking to my friends that have written cookbooks, yeah, this is. is a big ordeal, and I'm just sort of getting to the rounding the corner of being like, oh, wow, this is a crap ton of work. So Chandra Ram <laughs> wrote this thing in Epic Curious. She wrote, why dinner parties need to change. Dinner parties are back, but they shouldn't be the same. I hate when they say shouldn't because it's like, don't tell Shame. me. Like for you, feel like however you do things, but it's not all of us. But she's her whole point is that she's, you know, the dinner parties of yore were her obsessing about the menu and and curating this perfect experience and like tempering the chocolate in the kitchen for the dessert while everybody else was out having fun. And um, she said the more complicated the menu, the less real connection we had. So it was more about the the theater of the dinner party than it was about the party. And I and I kind of agree with this in a way, because I do think um she says, you know, she's but she's like, now she's got to think, well, this guy came off a plane. Can I still hug him? Or like when you ask someone, how are you doing? It's no longer like, oh, it's great. You know, it's very layered in a response after a year of, yeah. you know, co- complicated emotions. And um, so she says, you know, she says, we just experienced the biggest reset in a century on politics, race and how we gather. The decks have been cleared. Take a breath and think, why do I want to do this? What is the intention? Who do I want to spend time with? I, and Heather I Manley that. and I talked about, we went to dinner and we talked about how our world had gotten so small with COVID and that parts of that were refreshing. Yes. And I had that experience with cancer too, because you spend <clears throat> 18 months being sick and not really being able to do stuff. And then all of a sudden your world opens up again. Yeah. And it was like, I want to be intentional about what I let in. And part of that was deciding, okay, next year for Memorial Day weekend, I want the same people to gather, yeah. but I'm going to assign meals. Yeah, because I don't need to do. Why all do you need this. to control it? All? No, and then clean up every towel and yeah. wash every sheet and clean the house. And I was like, this just feels like it was a lot. And so she's saying she keeps. There's a uh, Priya Parker has, and in this article that we're posted on the website uh, on the Facebook, you should read it and then you should look into it. Um, there's an online guide from uh, Priya Parker called "The New Rules of Gathering," and it's just you know, it's just like a little idea of. You know, the do, the new dinner party, the menu should require little effort. I want to spend time with my friends, not my stove. You know, outsource what I can. Be a firm believer in the snacking hour. But rather than fussing over all the dips, buy the dips. You know, maybe think about that way. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I think about it. And the funny thing I was reading, and I'm agreeing it, but you know what? Allison Roman has been the champion of this kind of way of eating and cooking since but she got canceled i know she got canceled (laughs) bye allison (laughs) well she's she's got her own she's doing fine on her own channels most canceled people are i know but let me just say that like i feel like there's the millennials who started loving dinner parties they were doing it this way anyway and to me it's interesting to see the old guard having to let go of the theater and really embracing the idea that 
just, you know, I mean, that article that I I wrote about her was like about when I talked with Alison Roman when she came to town. Uh-huh. It's literally like I would rather have dust bunnies and see you than not have dust bunnies and be stressed out about how you think about my place. I would rather see you. And I feel like that's the transition I think we all have to make. Yeah. Letting go of some of that, those pretexts of, you know, what's perfection and all that kind of stuff. And I find that I don't, like, I see people and they're pretty foods and I don't even, like, I don't, I don't feel like I need to achieve it at all because I can't. Yeah. That's interesting. And well, working on the cookbook, my sister, who I talked about this yesterday, but, you know, I'd make something and she was like, oh, I think this needs something like maybe, I don't know, like salt or like, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. This is what this is. Like these recipes are open for your critique and criti- criticism and consideration. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was the game we were playing. Yep. And all weekend. And I, in fact, I need to talk to her about it because it just made me sort of by the end of the weekend when the fourth time she said something. Wait, who was it? Who was saying something? My cubby, oh, my, cubby. My, my person. Yeah, your person. She was like, oh, that, that, uh, I made a banana cream pie. That banana cream pie was really good. But um, maybe when you, and I, I just looked at her like, are you going to do this again? Are you going to do the maybe, but cause I don't oh. think I invited it. She's helping. I know she's helping. And you. she does want to help. She, she's proud of me. Yep. She wants it to be super good. Yep. But I wasn't in the, by then I was like, okay, I've made two des- full desserts here, people. I've served 13, four meals. I'm tired. Well, and I think that that's the case of like, even, I mean, I have to tell you, this graduation party I have coming up in a week, which is hysterical Plus to you're me, moving. Yeah. Is like the idea that I don't, I'm not sweating it as much because I, like the last, this is my fourth graduation party. Let's be clear. So it's not like I'm a babe in the woods, but I haven't had one in eight years. Yeah. Right. So, uh, but like the other ones I was like stressing about, like, <laughs> you know, the landscaping and like that grass, there's a patch. Like, what are people going to think? I could give a rat's patootie about right. like, I'm like, oh, check out all the very, very beautiful creeping Charlie everywhere. <laughs> what a lovely shade of purple. You yes. know, I was like, I just don't have it in me to worry about what other people are going to worry about in that way. Like, there's going to be enough stuff. There's going to be people you were helpful hugging. about the graduation party because you were like. You just need to order some of that. Like, why do you think you have to make it all? Yeah. And then I'm having a gathering June 16th of friends, of which I at the I'm like Stephanie, <laughs> did I invite you to this? Because I meant to, but I don't think I did. Do you think people think that we hang out all the time? We yes. have. I think they do. And the truth of it is, Hanson never invites me to things. No, like, and honestly. you don't invite me either, and it's fine. That's because we see each other every Saturday, probably. Yeah. So I was like, I think I was. I, I wanted to invite you, but I don't know if I did. You were like, Well, you didn't, but I don't even know if I could come. And I was like, Well, it's an open invitation if you want to come. Yeah. I'm having some women over for dinner, mm-hmm. and I had this idea in my mind of like all the stuff I would make and photograph for the cookbook I ordered a picnic (laughs) (laughs) excellent Excellent. we'll be back we'll be right back hello weekly disher spring is sprung and that means the best tasting wild caught seafood is available from Sitka Salmon you may have heard us talk about Sitka Salmon before on the show and that's because we are huge fans Sitka Salmon standards for quality are unrivaled in the industry because you see Sitka Salmon is a community supported fishery The fish they process for you to eat are caught by a collective of small boat fishermen, fisherwomen, and families. Some of these families have been fishing for multiple generations. And knowing the boat your fish comes from is not typical of most fish 
you buy. When you buy a Sitka salmon share, you're getting the freshest quality fish you can, and you can trace the fish back to its source. With your share, you're part of the Sitka family, and you get monthly fish shipments of salmon, lingcod, crab, tuna, halibut, and you get the freshest fish while it's in season. They even have recipes, but I've been steaming my cod in my Instant Pot. The fish is so delicious, you don't even need to do much to serve it other than cook it and eat it. So Weekly Dishers, here is how you get your $25 discount for the first month of a premium Sitka Salmon Share. Type SitkaSalmonShares.com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25. So save $25 on your box. Again, type Sitka, S-I-T-K-A, SalmonShares.com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, you know what? There is a great question on the Weekly Dish Facebook page that I just want you guys to be aware about because, you know, it's ice cream season. If it's going to be 90 plus, it's going to be ice cream season. So... We got it. Uh, we got, what are you going to order from the ice cream truck? And this is important. I know that there's not a ton of ice cream trucks in rotation anymore, but uh, it's right there on the Facebook page. We want to know, are you a Choco Taco person? Are you an ice cream sandwich person? Are you a creamsicle girl? We, those are the things we want to know. Okay. Okay. Well, here's, we, we've been talking a lot about entertaining what that felt like. And I don't want to come across as like it wasn't fun because it was a gas. We had a blast. Total blast. I drank so much rhubarb syrup. Yeah. Uh, I made rhubarb syrup drinks for people that didn't even think they liked rhubarb syrup. Um, I got a lot of great pictures for the cookbook. But here are, so I made some things and I just wanted to share because I made some recipes. Um, I'm, I'm Right now I'm working on the cookbook and I'm trying to have recipes for that. And then I have this blog, so I'm trying to have recipes for that. And I'm trying to not have them be the same so that when you buy the cookbook, there's things like that you actually haven't already seen. I was going to say, you have to stop posting recipes. I'm just doing different things. Okay. But it's it's like I said, it's a lot. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, okay, did I post this here? Did I post this there? In any case, asparagus. Let's just start there. And I know it's kind of running past the season a little bit, especially down in the Twin Cities. Cause, but in the cooler up north, like I'm still getting full on asparagus. Yeah. I was going to say, you can still find it, I think, at some of the markets. Yeah, yeah. I made just you can find it year-round. Let's be clear. True. You can eat asparagus in December, and people do. And that's fine! I'm with you! I've had farmer's market asparagus, which I would say is the equivalent of what I grew. But, like, where you can literally bite into the stock at any point of it, and it's the same tenderness. Yeah. Versus when you buy it at a grocery store, and you kind of have to snap off the woody parts. Yeah. It was it was like, wow, this is exceptional. But then I was panicked, and this will make you laugh, because I was like, what do I do with it? This is my, like, homegrown asparagus. These are my first 10 spears of my life. Right. And I didn't feel like I could just, like, grill it, because it felt like grilling tender asparagus doesn't seem right. Yeah. So I was just sitting on it, like, staring at it, and I decided to make the tart. Yes. The tart that we see the pictures of. I know. Where people lay things in. Oh, gross. And so I bought some puff pastry and I docked it and I put Dijon mustard on the bottom. Uh, and then I laid the spears down, uh, one side facing one way, the other side facing the other way. I thought about really going for it. And just like, I th- you were in my head this entire time. And I was like, going to like weave it. Oh, God, <laughs> I would have just lost my <laughs> but mind. I, but I didn't because I thought, oh, I'm going to ruin the asparagus if I do that. Yeah. So then I topped it with some Gruyere cheese. Yes. And a little bit of Parmesan and yep. I baked it. 
Done. It was fantastic. Done and done. Wait, did you blanch your asparagus before no. you did it? See, this is my thingy too. You don't need to. It's spring. I mean, it was literally so tender. I could. I had one asparagus that was like three feet tall. I could have eaten the whole from thing. the bottom. We did. Yeah, I know. We I, so you know I in the in what we call the lost garden because the swamp has reclaimed my garden, which is no longer going to be my garden. But and I can't fight it. I can't fight it back. I'm barely able to keep the lawn from the sure. the coming, you know, the reeds that are really just like popping up through the lawn. And um, anyway, so we did sort of go through the, the lost garden and pull. And my mom and I stood out there and just basically ate asparagus. Yeah. And it was like they were they were rebelling. They were like six feet tall. And maybe you were the one that told me, like, when they get tall like that, you can still eat them. Oh, you can eat them. And you just, like, I chopped them up and put them in the freezer, and I thought I'll have risotto or something later in the summer. Yeah. It's, that's, I mean, they're just, as long as you, as long as they haven't sprouted, and they get to be these ferny trees, they're so pretty. And they make red berries. Have you seen that? Yeah. In the fall, they look real pretty in the garden. But you have to just, you just go to the point where you get down to where it gets a little woody, and then you snap it there. But, I mean, you can, as long as they're, you know, thin... As long as they stay kind of thin as they get taller, then you're fine. I feel like people are coming into rhubarb season, too. I've made a lot of rhubarb things. Yeah. My sister is, I think about her a lot when I cook because she doesn't love it and doesn't get the joy out of it that I do, but she likes the end result. You brought me some some rhubarb. Yeah. I had that rhubarb for six days before I did anything with it, and it was very limp. Yeah. But I just put it in some water and like plumped it up again, chopped it. Put it in a saucepan with about a half a cup of sugar. Let it like release and get juicy and kind of like a rough jam inside the pan, right? Yeah. I added a little bit of lemon juice, some water, and made like this slurry in there of jammy, loose fruit compote. Yeah. Then I strained it and pushed the solids through so that I got this really lovely juice that we used for gin and tonics vodka tonics and then i took that rough part Mm -hmm. and i just put it in a jar and kurt's been eating it on toast oh so if you have rhubarb and you're not like a big pie person or a bar person but you i mean it makes excellent drink syrup and it lasts forever i did uh i did do a rhubarb thing actually i made a actually i made i made a ice cream and i did rhubarb I did the syrup thing, the same thing. You know, I chopped it and then I strained it. I threw the muck away, which I shouldn't have done. I didn't even think about that. But, um, but basically, and then I swirled them into the base, you know, my, my kind of the famous base. You're, do, have I told you yet that your Stephanie March's napkin custard is going to be in the book? Oh, it is? Yes. Oh, good. I still have the napkin you wrote it on. Oh, good. The ice cream base. Mm -hmm. I had to think (laughs) about it. I had to like, I was sitting in my kitchen. I'm like, is it six eggs? Is it? I have it on the napkin. You know what I mean? Like every once in a while, you have to kind of like, think about it again but um it's really easy because it's a cup of cup of cup and eggs that's it that's all i, I it probably is. should have asked you but i literally i still Do have I the napkin credit? yeah okay I'll, yeah it's called stephanie oh, marches as long as i get like name it's named i, I need a byline and i that. have the picture of the napkin oh cute so okay. you're 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 making the book that's good um but so i flavored this i flavored the base before it went into the ice cream maker and it was good. It was fine. But then something went wrong with my milk. And I think it's because I use Fairlife. <laughs> Is that fake milk? It's not fake milk. It's not. It's just been ultra filtered. And so I think I just, I think it just froze weirdly. And it froze really weirdly. And I, it was like super crystally. 
Okay. So, and normally I don't use, usually I use cream. I have a very yeah. specific ratio of cream and whole milk or yep. something. You know what I mean? And it depends on, I have a whole consistency thing with that. And so all I had was this fair life that we'd gotten for a friend who was going to come over to visit. And I just, okay, it was weird. So anyway, um, but let me tell you what I did do that I'm going to do again, which is I steeped the cream. This is what I did with the fair life, but I steeped clover. And this is a new thing. I know that sounds weird. Okay, clover, like from the yard clover? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because like, I have a clover lawn. Do you yes, know this? I, well, I mean, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> My lady, like, intentionally planted this clover. Yeah. She was a master gardener because she didn't want to, like, mow a lot. Yeah. And it works. I love it. It's rustic. Yeah. And it's, so you can make stuff with that? Well, why not? You're not putting any chemicals on your lawn, are no. you? So, right. Me neither. So what I did was that those little flowers that are all over my lawn right now, I just picked a bunch of them and then I took some of the greens. I didn't do as much of the green, actual green clover, but you can eat that. So it's like I picked all of that and then I just steeped it in the cream on a very low heat for probably like 20 minutes. And it has kind of this really sweet grassiness to it. I don't know. I loved it. I'm going to go back and just make clover ice cream from that. Okay. I ruined it with the rhubarb is what I'm telling you. Well, we're kind of maybe channeling each other because I did chive vinegar. Oh. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let's do it again. Chive dun vinegar. vinegar. <laughs> yeah. No, I, uh, I'm, I had all the chive blossoms. And I saw on Facebook a local chef had put it with vinegar, and oh, I was yeah. like, "Well, that makes sense." To I'm make eating like the a chive blossoms in everything, oniony. So I threw them in, and I made this chive vinegar, and it's purple. It's pretty. Yes. And then I cut up a bunch of the chives and made chive butter, yep. which I just freeze in logs, sure. and I have it all seasoned. Compound butter. Yeah. Those chive blossoms—they're going in my tuna salad. They're going into my eggs. They are going into my pasta salad. Everything I made orzo with tomatoes last night, and just. Boom! I just exploded chive blossoms all over it. So okay, good. do you chop yours or do you? I just like threat. You don't have to chop them. You just pull them off and then they go blue. Okay, your blossoms. At least mine do. Maybe I'm doing it where I don't know. I just pull them off and you just kind of roll them between your fingers. Okay, and they just kind of scatter. All right. Yeah, mine are still a little whole, so I had to chop them up a little bit. Yeah, they hadn't fallen apart yet. But so chives, just chives them between are on your our hand mind. like that. Nothing is better than scrambled eggs with chives. I know, seriously. I mean, it's the simplest. Here's another thing. If you put like a little dollop of like goat cheese with that, like on top of the scrambled egg with chives, I don't know why. That just sends it to the moon for me. Yeah, I sometimes eat sour cream with eggs. Okay. Sounds weird, but it's kind of that same. Well, when I was in. Yeah, and when I was, I used to work at this bar, and on Sundays, the chef would always make scrambled eggs with, with, he would make a scrambled egg bottom, and then he would put cream cheese, and then he would make another scrambled egg on the top. So it would be almost like scrambled egg cream cheese sandwich. Yum. With and like what, a lot of green onions. Would he put it on toast? Yep. Yum. Family meal. Like just thinking about that. <sighs> All the good stuff that you used to have. I know. I know. Seriously. All right. I did a segment on margaritas. So you can find a margarita recipe on the site. Kind of went through some of the usual suspects, but still good margaritas. El burrito. Sonora Grill, Hefe. Yeah, your margarita. Your, I don't know the zeitgeist right now, the margarita situation. I feel like I saw that you had made it on the show. And then I had like 10 different national pubs with all of their, right? You know, all the Margaritas, newsletters that I get. Yeah. And everyone had, a, oh, here's your perfect margarita for the summer. I was like, weird. It's those patterns that you see. It's crazy. Yeah, it must mean I'm I'm in the zeitgeist. You're That's in the zeitgeist. Good. You are. A third, a third, a third is all you need to know, people. This is true. Third sweet, third sour, third tequila.
Yeah. Your sweet can be, I use Tattersall Orange Crema. You can use Cointreau. You can use Simple Syrup. You can use honey, agave nectar, whatever you feel like. What's your sour? My sour is real lime juice. Yeah. Just, that's just it. Just actual limes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Freshly squeezed. Yeah. That's just it. That's all you need. Yep. And then whatever your tequila. You, I like I like Blanco, but people like Reposado. I like a Reposado. I need a little bit of guts to it. I need you, some of the age on it. Yeah. I don't like that as much because I like to put jalapenos in mine too. I just slice jalapenos. I always have them frozen in the freezer and slice them and put them in drinks. Yeah. Six Smith is my favorite uh, jalapeno margarita, actually. I, I like the Oberon at Sonora Grills still. That one Do does you? it that for one, me I with the cilantro. I've been there in a long time. Oh, it's so good. And they have $5 margaritas for happy hour friends. I need to do a happy hour segment. So that's in my mind. Because happy hour is back. And I need to work through that because there's a lot of opportunities to share what people are doing. And I just haven't yet. So, all right. Well, that's we it. The Ask Stephanie portion coming up, you guys. 651-641-1071. If you want to give us a call and ask us about, give us your margarita Favorite recommendation. Margarita. We'll take it. We'll go. We'll see it. So give us a call. We'll be right back. 651-641-1071. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. BTS bringing us back, I think. Her glass animal is one of the... I always like to. I always like the music that they play because it's like keeps me hip and young, right? Right. Oh, you yeah, know. that's it. That's what it does. In my efforts. <laughs> um, we want to talk to you guys. 651-641-1071. Brian called in during the break. Uh, we will take you live on the air, 651-641-1071. Uh, Brian called in the break and wanted to know what your feels were, Steph, about the Memorial Day practice state fair. The yeah. practice state fair, the captain's practice. Um, I don't really, I didn't really have any feels about it. I didn't go. I um, And so my only feels are this, and this is maybe, I don't know. I don't begrudge them trying to make a little cash no. because they are, so I think great on them. I didn't want to go because it's not the fair. <laughs> I want my fair to be the fair. I don't need to like. I'm I'm a little worried that we're gonna spread the fair out like over I a whole year. I actually wondered that I too. I don't want that because that takes away from the specialness of twelve days. I want twelve days of magic. That's what and I then, want too. Because also, if I can get, I mean, I know you can get sweet Martha's anytime. I know that, but like, I don't. Then I then when I get there, I'm like, eh. I yeah, had this. I think if you. Like this past year aside, because mm-hmm. I understand that totally. everyone's trying to recoup, you know, lost yep. money and all that. Yep. Fine. Great. Yep. Moving forward. I don't I want to have those state fair beers during state fair. I yeah. want to have the state fair experience during state fair. I do not want them to market and capitalize on the food of the state fair all year round at every different event. It that doesn't feel it. good. It dilutes it. Yeah. It makes it less special. So I know that they opened that place in the Mall of America called like Fair on Four. And it was supposed to be this like collective fair foods and all this kind of stuff. And I mean, great. You can get cheese curds. You're right. Anywhere. And Prana Pops. You can get cheese curds and, and, and Prana Pops anywhere all year long. That's fine. That's like carnival food and whatever. And concessions. Fair, uh-huh. Yeah. But there's something about like walking around those fairgrounds, you know, with like a hot paper boat of grease laden the gizmo crispy things that you're just like it's special or the dairy malts yeah i yeah i totally agree with you it would be harder i would support it because i support our people but i would be i would be a little heartbroken if it gets diluted six five one six four one one oh seven one and it's gonna be challenging not to do that because i think the interest is there well i we've seen that basically anything we write about uh, the state fair. I mean, it, it, the click and like the craziness of it. And I mean, my God, two hundred and fifty thousand people on a Saturday go just on one of those days. And yeah. so, yeah, I see that. But, but I just I think the long term it it makes me a little bit. I have consternation. Yeah, I want it to stay special too and yeah. be unique. I want my brigadoon. I want it to pop up, be crazy, and then leave. 
651-641-1071. So that's what we think. I think there is a caller. Um, I can't really tell. Nope. Grant's doing something else. Okay. okay. So I want to talk a little bit more about ice cream since we've been talking about it. But I want to know, do you have like an ice cream shop? Like I went on Fox 9 the other day um, and I finally got a link. I might actually post the segment. Um, the ice cream shops that are kind of like everybody's favorite ice cream, right? Well, mine is Licks Unlimited, and it's because it's my neighbor. It, like, it's in Excelsior, and I love going and getting a cotton candy scoop or a Superman or, you know, that kind of a thing. I know that, like, Sebastian Joe's is legendary. I know that. But, like, that's my local, right? Yep. I So I, I have a mixed answer to this because if I – it used to be Izzy's, but they changed the ice cream formula, and it's not good for me anymore. So I moved on. Sweet Science Ice Cream is still probably my number one. Baby Zito is also exceptional. That's that's love that ice cream. To me, Milk Jam and Baby Zito is like a different level. Like that's like destination ice cream. That's like Demi. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's not the same as. That's how I feel about Ashley though at Sweet Science because her ice cream isn't the like crazy wild flavors necessarily, but the science and the tech and the mouthfeel and the. Like, who can make 13 different kinds of vanilla? She can. Like, I really appreciate, like, that science behind it for her. But then there's also, like, just um, gratuitous, like, Nelson's. I don't know. You get, like, this gigantic cotton candy ball of fun. Like, that's great. Yeah. Grand Old Creamery, again. um, Soft serve to me. the Bridgman's, the black licorice ice cream. You know, that's my jam. Uh, That is, by the way, yeah, that's also in the zeitgeist. I've had like four different people ask me about where to get it. I'm like, you can find it everywhere now. Well, it is around. Two women brought back the Bridgman's and they have a shop up in Woodbury, too. They have an ice cream parlor, but they also you can find the actual cartons of Bridgman's. I mean, I found them at my like the little village meats, like the butcher store. And there's. There's a lot of things. Um, I also think that, uh, I mean, like the crazy Minnesota nice cream. Yes. Those the soft, soft serve, serve with the glittery with, like, sparkles. The, oh I like God. that too. That's fun. But I would say Connie's creamy cone, which yes. has 24 flavors. The classic. I, yeah. I the feel standard. Like, but I mean, like those 24 flavors are crazy, but it's still this little teeny ice cream shop. That's kind of lovely. I was with my niece who's 15 and we wanted to go get ice cream and she was like, let's just go to the Dairy Queen and get the cotton candy blizzard. I was like, we're not going to the Dairy Queen when we can go to a local custard shop that's going to have like awesome custard. And she was like, really? You don't go to the Dairy Queen? I'm like, well, yeah, I'd go to a Dairy Queen. Say, if I can go to on. a local custard place. So I took her to her first like local custard experience. Yeah. She was like, oh, yeah, this is different. This is different. Yeah. <laughs> I trust me. I love a little mini blizzard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I love like at, on the whim. You know, like we look at our watches and we're like, okay, we've got ten minutes before Dairy Queen closes. We can go and you know zoom over there and get it. And I do love that. But it's like, I just feel like there's other ones that, um, especially custard wise. You know, there's a Dell's in Excelsior. That's the one I love. I need to find some um, Golden Valley ice cream because. It feels like I'm kind of in a wasteland until Hell's Kitchen, or not Hell's Kitchen, Angel's Kitchen and Bakery opens because they're opening a Angel food. Shop. Yeah, two blocks from my house. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> uh, we do have some calls. Alex wants to share something. Hi, Alex. Alex, you there? Hey, Alex, you there? Yes. Oh, let's hear your thoughts. What can we do for you today? Hi, I just had some uh, thoughts about the fair. You guys were talking about the fair. Yeah. Hi, Alex, our state fair hey, gal. Babe. 
Oh, it's our so Alex. It is Got Alex. It. Got it. Hi, guys. So right now, the the most recent word is that it's all systems go for the twelve days, and that there'll be hopefully no other event. So that should make you feel better. Yes. And uh, I, you know, my thoughts are I'm all for whatever continues it and is successful for the vendors. So if they want to have all those, you know, Maplewood parking lot food truck fairs, I'm all for it if it means that they can come back. Yeah. Yeah. No, I appreciate sure. you know, that, Alex. And Alex, yeah. you guys just... choose not to go to it. For reference, Alex, like, lives across the street from the fair and is a, one of the friends of the fair. She's very invested in the success of the <laughs> fair, which we are so grateful that you are a patron. Seriously. And that you have oh, the foundation that showcases the heritage of the fair and all the history of it. Right, yeah, and a lot of people don't know that the fair, you know, you hear a lot of people saying, oh, it's so expensive, you know, they're making all this money, and yeah. the fair is nonprofit, no government funding. So whatever they can do to keep going and keep our fair going, I'm all for it. Definitely. Love it. Thanks for calling in, Thanks, Alex. Lady Pants. Uh, we have Annie that we'll try to take before the break here. Hi, Annie. Hi. I just wanted to comment. I went to Cecil's last, winter and they had the Bridgman's peppermint bonbon ice cream. Yep. The outside label said chocolate flavored chips. Yeah. And that kind of like just threw me. Oh. Yeah, Bridgman's isn't flavored. natural by any stretch of okay. imagination, but I still like the black one. Yeah, I would say that I that doesn't surprise me at all. A chocolate flavored chip isn't awesome, is it? No, it was not it was not what I remembered. What do you love? Yeah, because I grew up in Highland, so we had the Bridgman's on the corner of Randolph and Snelling. Right, right. Oh, God, that's so great. Thanks for calling in, Annie. We love it. Thanks, Annie. All right. We have a great second hour uh, planned ahead. We'll be right back.